Hello and welcome. You are listening to episode 63 of the Nearly Men Video Games Podcast, coming to you live on Twitch from Scotland on Thursday, 14th of May, 2020. I'm Colin Little, and joining me today is Gary Hogg-Simmons. Hello. And Paul Kaczynski. Hi, hi, hi. We have nothing to do with the video games industry. We don't make them, we don't sell them, we're not even particularly good at them. We are the Nearly Men, and at some point you have probably kicked our asses online. Hello! (laughs) Here we are again. Live, live on Twitch. How we doing, boys? Yeah, not bad, apart from my dogs are currently freaking out because there's fireworks and bagpipes going. Oh, no. That's that's, uh, good. Bagpipes. Uh, did, did nobody tell all these people that the nearly men are live? I know. This is unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> uh, how are you doing, Mr. Kaczynski? Are you all right? I'm well, sir. Thank you. I'm well, yes. I uh, can't believe it's podcasting already. I feel that we've just done this. <laughs> Do you know, it is creeping up, isn't it? I mean, how many weeks of lockdown is this? This must be, what, nine or ten now? It's Oof. flying. Absolutely flying. And we're... Uh, Gosh. I think it's near enough that, and um, more importantly, we've not missed an episode. <laughs> I can't remember the last time we missed an episode. Uh, so, that was uh, the only reason lockdowns happen is just so we can get uh, some sort of regularity. That's it. Uh, the the the, the p- countries of the world got together and said the nearly men need to get a handle on this. They, yeah. they need to get a handle on this. We'll, uh, we'll we'll just have to stop everything until they can get their stuff together. <laughs> <laughs> No, um, let's not make light of that. It's a terrible thing, but uh, it's uh, it's good. It's good to be here, and and yet, although it's been a while since we've all been in the same room as one another, it's nice to nice to be able to um, to have a bit of a chat. It's always nice to see you and Gary Hogg Simmons talk. Indeed, indeed, and uh, and talk some uh, talk some talk some video games. Uh, before we get on with that, we we better have a little shout out to our producers. Oh. As you know. If you uh, if you subscribe <laughs> to the Nearly Men on Twitch, you automatically become an executive producer of You can either do that with your your shiny coins, or you can even use your Twitch Prime subscription. That's a free subscription that anyone that's got Amazon Prime uh, or Twitch Prime have. Um, you can link your Amazon Prime to your Twitch account, and you get one free subscription. You, you can renew that every month and support a streamer of your choice. So if your uh, Twitch Prime subscription is gathering dust, why not just uh, throw it the nearly men's way? You become an executive podcast producer, and you will earn our eternal gratitude. Indeed. Uh, this podcast is produced by, here they come, our uh, assorted Mr. and Mrs. Producers, Colin N.M., Paul Kaczynski, oh, what Josser, 1978, Diet Punk, Nat Pacino, Gavin Alaf, Blunderboy87, Brother Jacob, and Bry2208. I'd just like to say a collective, Mr. Producer. (laughs) (laughs) So our our podcast uh, producers list is growing and growing. Thank you so much, everybody, for the support. Um, There are lots of ways you can support us. We're on all sorts of social media. And um, yeah, if you're not uh, following us on our various social medias then please do and to find out how to do that well we've got that for you right here reaching the nearly men is easier than ever search for the nearly men video games podcast on itunes spotify youtube or your preferred podcast player 
We stream on Twitch. Follow Colin at Colin underscore NM. Follow Paul at Paul Kaczynski, all one word. Follow Gary at Blunderboy87. And let's get social on Facebook as The Nearly Men. Twitter and Instagram where we are at Nearly Men. Or go old school and email us on info at thenearlymen.com. Need all that again? Links are on our website, thenearlymen.com. So what are you waiting for? Well, I tell you, we have no time to be waiting around. This is an absolutely jam-packed episode. We've got loads of stuff coming for you, tons of news. And, of course, we have super special, super awesome guest, Amy Conway. I've got an interview with her um, in a little while. But beforehand, let's go on with the rest of the news. News. That was lovely. I mean, we can look all flashy like this and face things, but with the, the, the sound budget, the sound budget's taking a bit of a, a, a kicking. <laughs> okay, here we go. So, first up, Microsoft admits that we set some wrong expectations with Xbox Series X gameplay reveal. Whoopsie uh, daisy. This comes from Eurogamer uh, and the articles by Wesley Yin Poole. Uh, Microsoft has responded to criticism of this uh, of this week's Xbox Series X gameplay reveal, admitting it had set some wrong expectations for fans. The company had teased Xbox Series X gameplay for the special Inside Xbox show, but gameplay was in short supply as Microsoft issued a raft of trailers from third-party publishers and developers. Microsoft's Inside Xbox video has 33,000 uh, dislikes at the time of publishing <laughs> on YouTube, and the comments are packed with complaints, with many saying that they felt misled. Other Xbox Series X gameplay reveals on Microsoft's Xbox YouTube channel have had a similar reaction. Responding to a tweet from a fan, general manager of Xbox Games Marketing uh, at Microsoft, Aaron Greenberg, held his hands up. Had uh, this is a quote? Had we not said anything and just shown May's Inside Xbox show like we did last month, I suspect reactions might have been different. Clearly, we set some wrong expectations, uh, and that's on us. We appreciate all the feedback and can assure you that we'll take it all in as we learn as a team. Perhaps the biggest culprit was the much-hyped gameplay reveal of Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which itself. Uh, was teased by publisher Ubisoft um, by a trailer that went live after an elaborate Twitch screen, uh, stream sorry, that unfolded over the course of a day. This gameplay reveal can, turned out to contain no gameplay at all. Rather, <laughs> flashy in-game cinematic camera work. The reaction to this video has been similarly negative, you don't say. With thousands of dislikes and angry comments from across various channels it was uploaded to, um, Ashraf Ismail, creative director of Assassin's Creed Valhalla, took to Twitter to, to respond to fans and said, You rightly expected to see more today. We have a long marketing campaign ahead of us. You will see in-depth gameplay and get to see a lot more about the game. Thank you all for your excitement and passion. Be patient with us and be kind. <laughs> it will be worth it. Uh, so... First of all, Paolo, you and I did a, a live reaction video on the Twitch channel when this happened. We, we were did, both excited about this. Yep. And, well, um, Paolo, what, what, what was your initial uh, response? Well, I, I have to laugh at uh, Aaron Greenberg's quote here. <laughs> where, <laughs> uh, for the great game pay, gameplay review, which no doubt Xbox Games Marketing 
titled. <laughs> it's, it's clear we, clearly we set some wrong expectations. I mean, <laughs> gameplay reveal, and I think I think there's maybe two games that have got slight bits of gameplay in it. You've got that kind of shooter one that's, that's kind of going in the VT at the moment. And uh, I think the kind of Japanese anime one in Paris had gameplay as well, kind of manga one. But yeah. other than that, I think it was all like what we're seeing at the moment, kind of cinematic I, kind of... really convinced there was any real gameplay. It was all in, in engine stuff. Well, the, the, the kind of first-person shooter, remember the one with the Back to the Future car and all that? That, yeah, that, that was, looks like gameplay, but... It does look like gameplay, but I think that was representative of gameplay. I don't think that really was gameplay. Oh, I, I don't man. know maybe... I'm, I mean, because I remember saying at the time that doesn't quite look like gameplay. To, I mean, to uh, answer, answer your question, you know, it was disappointing to to say the least because we <laughs> we were all ramped up for this this gameplay review, and you know, we th- we threw together the the review reaction video in, a, in about half an hour, uh, just so we could be d- there doing it. And I, th- I thought it was going to be f- have that flavor of like E three again, where they drop something big and it's like, oh wow, oh wow, but no, it wasn't. <laughs> no, no, it really, really wasn't. I, I was excited. The idea of seeing next gen gameplay was exciting. I couldn't wait to see, and I was thoroughly, thoroughly underwhelmed. Yeah. Um, it even it's even a bit of a tease. They're like, "Oh, we've got all this stuff coming. We're going to show you, um, <laughs> you know, we're going to show you." Uh, uh, Halo Infinite, that'll all come next month, but just wait to see what we've got. Oh. And I really felt, really, really felt for the for the various hype men that they had that had to do like interviews with Codemasters and all that about yet another racing game that we never saw. <laughs> oh, no. and, and then the guy that had to, at the end, right? They're like, they, they kept they kept saying about this Valhalla thing. They're oh Valhalla, and I said to Paul on number ten, right? Surely we're actually going to see Ubisoft said. Uh, Xbox have said, surely we're going to see some gameplay here. And then I think there was a two, I I mean, two seconds has been optimistic, but there was a moment, there's a little moment of a fight where I thought, that might be gameplay. And that was it. (laughs) (laughs) I had to laugh at the, they essentially showed a a trailer, you know, which had that snippet of gameplay in it, and uh, it finished. And then it went to like the, the kind of talking heads again. And I remember you going, I remember you saying, Oh, thank God. I thought that was it. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was it. <laughs> and, then, and then he starts talking to the, the, the poor boy that had to, had to try and talk it up. It was oh. like, oh, amazing gameplay. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, and, and then they, they referenced it. And much like we're doing, you saw some footage while he was talking. And I was like, Right, that is the bit, that's the bit that they're calling gameplay. Oh man. It was horrific. Gary, did you catch any of this? No, because I learned a long time ago not to watch Microsoft things because you always leave disappointed. So oh, <laughs> it's like, I don't think hellish. there's ever been a Microsoft thing in the past couple of years that I've been like, oh, yes, I definitely want that. Um, and just your guys' reaction. I remember when it finished uh, in, in the group chat, you were like, what? <laughs> oh man. It, Honestly, it was absolutely ludicrous. I, I could not believe, and you know, I, I know that I am, if anything, I am the chief Sony fanboy here on the podcast. That's fair enough. Um, and, and I do somewhat play up to my slagging of Xbox. I, I don't, I'm, you know, I have my moments. I certainly would much rather play on PlayStation than Xbox if I had a choice. But, yeah. you know, I really like Gears of War. I enjoy Halo. There are, you know, there, there clearly are good consoles. But, 
Xbox just seemed to constantly, and, and after making such a mess of the Xbox One reveal and, and getting uh, the Xbox Series X stuff out a bit ahead of time when they first showed you the box and all that, and I, I don't think it looks particularly nice, but, you know, that doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. And then here they come, they've just shot themselves in the foot again. Right. <laughs> it's, it's like it's like 2013 never happened. <laughs> I, just, I just cannot fathom it. And and it's funny, and I, I do see it being mentioned uh, by Bright in the chat, Epic today showed off a, an Unreal 5 um, engine test, a, 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 a tech demo of the Unreal 5 engine uh, running on PS5. And that is gameplay. That yeah. is gameplay. And and it's running brilliantly on a PlayStation 5. And I was absolutely blown away looking at it. And I know this isn't a game that'll ever exist, but actually the, the technology on display, and it's bonkers that on Epic's thing, where they were showing their engine, they did more for Sony than Xbox did for their, their own self in their own thing. You know, and it's as though Sony haven't even done anything yet, and already they're a point ahead. They were probably three <laughs> or four points ahead, and we haven't even seen anything really from Sony. Um, well, do you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm going to jump in and defend Microsoft a wee bit just for the devil's advocate. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think this this gameplay review is the kind of first footing, uh, foot wrong that Microsoft have done. Because I, th- I think up until now they've played a real blinder and they've got ahead of the game. Not, they've not done much. <laughs> no, but they've got ahead of the game and, and, and every step of the way they've been releasing stuff in front of Sony and it's almost mm-hmm. as if Sony are a bit kind of backing off going, well, let's see what, what Microsoft are doing before we reveal our hand, which, uh-huh. you know, is, is good and bad in a way. Um, but, you know, the whole thing with the, the smart delivery thing and with um, the, the fact that you don't need a new Xbox to play new Xbox games and all this kind of thing has it, been really good. And it, it's mm-hmm. it's almost brought Microsoft back to what Microsoft used to be, where it was, you know, with the Xbox One, they really put a foot in it and all that. And they were still going down the same line as if they took it too far. It was the equivalent of Radiohead releasing Kid A after OK Computer. If you're a Radiohead fan, it was really experimental, really different, but it just went too far. Mm-hmm. Um, when it was an entertainment box, it wasn't just a gaming console. And yeah. Microsoft have always been a bit like that. And this is them kind of going back to it in a clever way where it is, it's a games machine. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to do games. Um, but if you don't want an Xbox, you don't need one. You can play it on on um, XCloud, or you can play it on your the, the Xbox One you have just now. It's just not going to look as good. And if you want the best, you you need to get the new thing. But if you want to play, then you can still do this. And all that was brilliant. Um, but but this this is a real kind of whoopsie daisy moment. Really, so much so. Well, fortunately, um, I don't think. There's any more whoopsie daisy moments related to the Xbox Series X or, or Assassin's Creed? Uh, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh dear. Oh dear. Uh, say they didn't think they'd done much more. Well, let's have a little look here, shall we? Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla in 30 frames per second controversy. This is this comes from IGN and it's written by Jason Olliman. Uh, Ubisoft has revealed that Assassin's Creed Valhalla will run at a minimum of 30 frames per second when it launches on Xbox Series X. Ubisoft uh, issued a statement to IGN revealing that the forthcoming release will target will target 30 frames per second uh, as a minimum frame rate. Uh, there's a quote saying, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla will run at a minimum of 30 frames FPS 
on Assassin's Creed Valhalla. We are committed to offer the best experience to our players by immersing them in the most beautiful worlds and environments we could create and leveraging not only graphics enhancements offered by the next generation of consoles, but also faster loading times and the new architectures. Of course, this may change as the game is finalised ahead of the launch. Uh, this is not, that was the end of the quote, sorry. Uh, this comes from the article. Of course, uh, this may change as the game is finalised ahead of launch later in the year. But for now, you can expect 30 frames per second when you boot up the game in 4K on launch day. Microsoft had previously made clear that its performance target for the console is 4K at 60 frames per second up to 120 <laughs> frames per second. Um... It's not been a good week for Xbox, it really hasn't, um, <laughs> especially given when the reveal came and the trailer came from uh, for Assassin's Creed Valhalla, it had the big Xbox logo at the start, and that usually tells you, oh, Xbox is the place to play this game. This is generally what it will get the, the, the first sort of times exclusives, if, if history kind of goes the way we expect it to. Um, and for, for what is essentially a benchmark title, a big title for them, um, first of all, the gameplay reveal being an absolute, you know, steaming non pile of uh, non-event, exactly. That's slightly <laughs> more di uh, diplomatic. And now the fact that we're actually going to be, you know, 60 frames has, has become a bit of the norm on a lot of games in, on this generation. I, I know it's not, it's not a, a hard and fast rule, unfortunately. Um, on certain games, but the fact that you're actually going back, and the fact that they've had the gall to talk of up to 120 frames, and now they're looking at a quarter of this on launch day, um, it's not it's not been a good week. Mm. There's a few people uh, who've been who are big fans of Assassin's Creed who I was speaking to about this, and they're kind of like, "What's the point in a next gen console if you can't do next gen things?" And they're like, "Why why should I bother putting money in for these big games if you're not even delivering what you say?" Well, and I was well, my like, issue is. Yeah, the issue is it's not even doing next-gen things. This isn't even doing current-gen things. <laughs> that's that's the real problem on this instant at the moment. That's the thing. It would be different if they said, oh, it'll be at 60 frames. Um, I mean, you've got to wonder what the hell the machine's going to be doing if it can't. It just seems really strange. The, this, uh, something to bear in mind here, though, and I'm, I'm just scanning the article just in case there's something that goes against this. This might not be Xbox's fault. This might be Ubisoft's fault. Oh no! It, it, you're absolutely right. It, it it might well be. It might well be an issue on on both consoles. We don't know. What we do know is that this is two stories. Uh, Xbox based there inside well, Xbox around this game. Ubisoft have done it, and already we're looking at the problem that this isn't going to. This is already not looking great. This game. Um, what, what's What's odd is that Ubisoft have came out and made this statement that it's it's going to be thirty on Xbox, and it doesn't mention PlayStation in any way. Um, and I, that, that's not to say that it, it it won't be thirty on on PlayStation, but it's odd that they've they've highlighted Xbox. That, so that leads to two things for me. Um, it's either because Xbox has got the problem, so Ubisoft or Xbox are struggling with with getting it to work right, um, one or the other or both, uh, or it it suggests that there's some sort of exclusivity with it, which it's not because we, we know it's coming out in PS5 but yeah. it's, it's just odd, I know yeah. it's got this, it's got the lead brand on the Xbox and all that but to be so, so particular with it seems odd to me you know I, 
I mean, I guess that this was probably an extended part of the inside Xbox uh, press thing. Okay, okay. So the chances are they were explicitly talking about Xbox and were probably briefed or part of the deal was that they weren't going to discuss other platforms, probably. It was probably something like that. Right, okay, yeah. But it does seem a wee bit weird that they didn't say... They, they didn't say a more general thing where they just said yeah. at, at launch, because then they, they could have not mentioned PS5, but also it wouldn't have looked quite as bad on Xbox as it does at the moment. Yeah. So, therefore, it does make you kind of assume that possibly the problem, although it it's probably is a, an Ubisoft issue, but the issue might not be with both consoles. It might be a rather specific yeah. issue. The, the, I mean, the, the thing that gets me is, though, is if, if it is this this um this xbox branding of of assassin's creed then surely if this was press was going out xbox would be going don't say it's us just say it's going to run at 30 frames per second that's my point exactly so it does make me think that this so is more be. of an issue some sort of issue with with the xbox as opposed to just an issue with the game at the moment i, I yeah. mean i might we're, we're, we are speculating here. We can only we're only reading in from the article, but it is funny. It could have easily just not mentioned. It could have said it'll be running at, at thirty frames on four K on launch day, um, rather than specifically talking about uh, Xbox. Yeah, could it be cool. linked to this whole? You don't need the current console. You can play any version of it and anything you want because that's an Xbox statement, like Paul was saying. Is that a kind of double-edged sword where they're saying, you don't need the Xbox One X, point four, or you can play it on your tablet, or you can play it on your TV, but don't expect 60 frames per second. Do you think there's any, uh, an argument that Xbox's new policy smart delivery system might be. is actually hindering them? I mean, I don't know the specifics mm-hmm. of smart, smart delivery, but I mean, it, it will still have to be two different types of game. It will be two. I mean, it will be two games. It's not the same game running on two consoles. If you know, if you know what I mean, there's. There, I'm, I'm sure there'll still be a an Xbox One version and an Xbox Series X version. But then, is um, there maybe as a, a tablet version and a like like that's? I'm just trying to think. Maybe they'll try to cover their backs. So if someone does say play it on their tablet, they're not going. Oh, this is pretty janky. Or yeah, it's weird. That it does seem to be a the fact it's specific Xbox try to think of their whole. Stick just now, it could be linked to that. That's yeah, yeah. You've got sorry, Paolo, you got anything else on that? Well, I was just going to say, do we know if Assassin's Creed Val- Valhalla is smart delivery? Um, as far as I'm aware, every launch title on the Xbox Series X will also have the smart delivery system. I'm sure okay. that's what he said. Okay. Um, Sorry, so, I, cut, I cut you off there. You were you were going down a route there. No, I was just I was going to get Gary. Uh, Gary's got some more talking points on on Valhalla. So um, yeah, Gary, you've been you've been delving a bit deeper, haven't you? Yeah, just just in my digging. Um, so digging. Um, in my digging, <laughs> um, they have said that Valhalla is going to be shorter and smaller after the criticisms that Odyssey had, which I know Paul uh, Colin you spoke about. You found it really hard to get into, um, yep. and I've just got it. I discovered the other day actually, and I'm going to start it uh, soon. Uh, properly and see what you were saying. Hopefully, hopefully it's not like too big, but it does seem a lot of people have said it's just mammoth. So, like the fact they're bringing it a bit smaller, hopefully they're going to bring it back in line with like the Ezio games. Ezio, um, Ezio. Um, they were all quite compact, and you've seen a lot of uh, different locations, but it just it never felt overwhelmingly 
huge, like ride your horse across the world. Um, so I thought that was quite interesting. They seem to be listening. Well, they seem to be listening on one hand and then not listening on another because they're already talking about their season pass. And I'm just like, how can you... I just don't get this business model of here's a game and pay £33 on launch so you can get stuff delivered down the line. Um, And it's going to be based on The Legend of Beowulf, which again, is all mythological creatures. Um, And this brings me back to the argument I had last time about it should be a new IP because they're they're, they're desperate, clearly, to do mythological stuff and they'll try to ram it in and it's just taking the story weird. But So we've got a season pass um, in the works already. Um, and the final piece of information I found out, which is actually a plus, um, the romance options, again, they're going to be LGBT friendly. Um, mm-hmm, so that can, you can have any kind of relationship you want. And I thought that's, that's really nice because you get to choose your representation in the game. So that's another plus. So yeah. they're very weird, Ubisoft, and we're listening, but we're going to do something else and we're not listening. And we're going to listen to that, but we're going to... I just, I'd hate to sit in a, a board meeting with you guys because you just know, I don't even know what to do. I'd be like, oh, <laughs> well, I don't know what's happening. Well, I mean, it makes you wonder if they've got eight different studios working on the game. You wonder how many well, folk are on thing. their board, you know? Mm, that's um, the thing. Yeah, the, the romance thing, that's a thing. You, there is LGBT um, representation in Odyssey as well. So yeah. that's something they've been, they've been going for a while. Um yeah, I, you know, I, you know me, I like big games. I love big games. I love losing The Witcher 3. It's one of my favourite games. Like, mm. my game of the decade. Um, I love massive worlds. Uh, I really, really liked Assassin's Creed Origins. Odyssey just overwhelmed me. And I don't know if there was a little bit of wrong time and wrong place. I had just not long finished um, Red Dead Redemption, and I probably needed a bit of a palate cleanser, and I went straight into uh, Assassin's Creed uh, Odyssey. Big world, again. big world. But it's too big. It is, I really do think it's too big. I think it's too big. And so I, I'm heartened by the fact that it's going to be a bit, a bit more of a smaller... It will still be huge. It will still be huge. Um, but it does sound like it's going to be a slightly more focused. And I think that's all, all for the best, you know? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, right. So there's been an absolute slew of uh, news. So uh, let's um, let's get let's get fired into this. Um, first of all, remakes and remasters galore. Oh, um, on IGN, Jonathan Dornbush uh, has been writing about the fact that Tony Hawk's Pro Skaters One and Two are are back. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater is back as Activision has announced. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, a compilation remake of the first two THPS games developed by Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy's studio Vicarious Visions. Oh God, that's a mouthful. Um, <laughs> uh, which has a long history with the series. Uh, games 1 and 2 will be released on PS4, Xbox One and PC uh, via the Epic's Game Store on uh, September the 4th, 2020, with pre-orders offering fans early access to a demo of the iconic warehouse level. Uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 will introduce some new moves, not featured in original games like reverts, but Vicarious Vision... Vicarious, is that right? I've yep. <laughs> Vicarious Visions uh, hope the muscle memory of the originals kick in while playing, and that uh, will be in part because VV have employed the original handling code um, from THPS Devs Neversoft. 
the game will support competitive online play, but the remake will also feature split-screen multiplayer. Yes! For those who want to play with <laughs> friends locally. Uh, and the online functionality will extend to the return to uh, with a return to the creator park and creator skater modes. People will be able to share their creations online, and VV is hoping to give players a wide array of options to build their own dream skate parks. Ooh. I'm excited by this. I yeah, love that are. game. <sighs> I, I sent really you a link hope. saying you're getting the pre-order with the skateboard and all that, aren't you? <laughs> Absolutely, I can't wait to break all those bones I used to break skateboarding. I knocked, I knocked myself out skateboarding once. I did. Of course you did. I mean, <laughs> I, think I, think I, was, is not believable. I'm just... I was an absolute terrible skateboarder. You, you can knock yourself out quite a lot, Colin, though I think about it. <laughs> I've, I've broken quite a lot of bones. Quite a lot of bones. <laughs> um... Yeah, I, I'm excited about this. Uh, I really hope that they're going to have the the, the 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 they can't do this without the music. That must be a tricky thing getting ah. all those licenses again. Mm. But but I can't help but think there's a lot of bands who were very popular back then who are probably jumping for joy at the fact that they're about to get a whole <laughs> lot of money. <laughs> we windfall. Um, yeah. Anyone else got fond memories of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater? I didn't play it at all. Uh, you know, I wasn't a console player back then, so mm. it's uh, this is complete unknown to me. I, I I know of the games and I know how revered they are, yeah. uh, but no, I it would be all new to me. What about you, Gary? I, dress dress like you are. Surely you played that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had the demo disc with the warehouse level on it. Uh huh. I don't think I had the whole game, but I think that after school care had the game, which I used to go to after primary school with Fort Mobile Mom and Still Work. So I remember playing it. I remember being awful at it. Um but I do I do remember playing it and having a good a good laugh with it. Um it would be interesting to go back and see if as an older person I would know how to actually play the game. Because I felt pretty sure I just kept falling off my, my skateboard and doing those yeah. little in the air. I was like, oh there's some points, there's some points. But no <laughs> I think it'll be good. Um, it was a lot of fun. It had lots of sort of like hidden things in it as well. You know, you could do, um, there was an Area 51 level where you could, um, <laughs> you sort of, there was something you did, I can't quite remember, and you would you would sort of end up going through the back into a sort of hidden area and you'd find the, the autopsy trolley and the alien's oh. body lying on it and the spaceship and all that sort of stuff. Um, it was probably bonkers. One of my favourite <laughs> levels was a school. I can't remember if it was, if it was, <gasps> I remember it was two. two. One or two, but but the the idea of skating around your your school and sliding down banisters and smashing through windows and stuff is just mm. so cool, just so cool. <laughs> um, when I was a, a nerdy teenager with my cap on back to the front and uh, and blink one eighty two blaring. Um, were you, were you a cool kid? Were you a cool kid at school, Colin? I think popular? with that description, Paul, you know fine well I definitely was not a cool kid at school. <laughs> uh, oh, but you, Gary, were you a, a popular kid? Uh, I wasn't until fifth and sixth year, and then I was. I was a mean yeah, girl. You were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was a bit of a late bloomer as well. I suppose I became a bit more popular as it went on, and now I host a video games podcast. So, yeah. how cool yeah. that? <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. I can't wait to try it. I think it'll be really good to stream. I think it'll be a lot of fun, and I just I'm looking forward to the nostalgia of it all. Um, yeah. yeah. These it's a really iconic game, and it's a funny one because you wouldn't necessarily think that lots of people would play 
you know, lots of people are necessarily into skateboarding was this sort of like underground sport for a long time. And then it had this explosion when like the Deftones had back to school and they're um, playing on MTV all the time. And, you know, Blink-182 and, and Green Day were uh, everywhere, you know, and it became a thing for a while. And it became a thing. Everybody was skateboarding. And it, it really kind of struck a chord at that moment. It was such a cool game, but it, but what made it stick around? Because there were hundreds of skate games at the time, and there was loads of BMX games. But what really kept Tony Hawk going was because it was really fun. It really mm-hmm. worked. And actually, I mean, Gary's talking about falling off the board and all that sort of stuff. Because when you try to do the really difficult um, tricks, it did get a bit. But the, 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 it was quite an intuitive control system, relatively speaking. Um, and yeah, it was just it was just so much fun. I just kind of whacking in lots and lots of uh, lots of uh, you know tricks together and just rattling around and you could lose ages hours and hours playing it um, I see brother Jacob in the chat Blink 182 some 41 and Green Day uh, those were the days those were the days yeah. I can just picture um, teenage Colin down the go man Royal Exchange Square annoying people with yeah. skateboards <laughs> grinding down the steps I think you'll find I live too far away from Glasgow I wasn't going to skateboard to Glasgow <laughs> If I tried to skateboard to Glasgow, I'd knock myself out like three times in the way. <laughs> Calling no uh, more. Talking about nostalgia and, and remakes, uh, this one comes from Polygon. This is uh, Austin Goslin, and uh, this is the Mafia series. One of the most underrated modern gaming franchises is getting a new release with a complete trilogy, 2K Games and Hangar 13 revealed on uh, Wednesday. Uh, the announcement came with a very short teaser that flashes between characters from all three games, but doesn't show much else. The trailer confirms Mafia Trilogy for PS4, Windows PC, via Steam and Epic Game Store, and Xbox One. Each Mafia game came out for completely different uh, for a completely different console generation. That's right, which means that the first time they'll all be playable on the same system, um, oh. excluding PC. This brief teaser trailer doesn't really say much about the Mafia trilogy um, or when it will be released, but it does say that more news and a bigger announcement is on the way on May the 19th at 9am Pacific time and 12pm Eastern. Uh, So there also seems to have been a few screenshots uh, leaked as well or, or out there, and I must say it looks glorious. These are shots from the from the original game Mafia and Mafia 2, I believe. And my goodness, it looks pretty. It looks <laughs> amazing. I am so excited about this. Um, what about you guys? Did you play much of Mafia? No, I'd, I'd, I'd heard of it, but back when they came out, it was the type of game I was really interested in, so it just kind of, I just kind of skirted around it. And I remember Mafia 3 coming out and still not being that interested. <laughs> okay. No, I'd, glad I'd, I'd, you. Glad I'd, you <laughs> I didn't play it at all. I've not played any of them. I I toyed with starting Mafia Three when it was a PS Plus game, um, just because of the great write ups it was getting. Um, uh, but I, I never ever did. I never ever did. And I, do you know? I tell a lie now. Actually, it's just dawned to me that I think I played Mafia, the first one on PC. I played a wee bit of that. No, but the, the, I think I just not- wanted it to be Grand Theft Auto. So, yeah, 
Um, this is also not to be confused with the Godfather game, which also came out about no. a similar time and was quite. It's quite easy mm. to sort of confuse. Uh, Mafia and Mafia Two are brilliant games, really good games, and actually somewhat underrated. Um, well, very underrated, but I don't think enough people played them. And the idea of them getting a proper, a proper remaster—I mean, that's not just you know, we're you know, we're we're not going down the Jedi Outcast. <laughs> uh, again, this has been built from the from the ground up, and my goodness, it does look good. I am really excited about it. Um, so yeah, it's kind of nice just seeing all these all these games, and, and and hopefully they'll be introduced to new generations as well. You know, um, yeah, quite excited about it. Mafia Three, funnily enough, is actually the weakest of the lot for my money. Um, yeah. I I can enjoy it to an extent. Um, I have my problems with it. I don't think it's anywhere near as clever as it thinks it is. Um, but I did enjoy enough of it. Um, the Mafia games were one of the first ones to properly have the turf war side of things. You know, they uh-huh. sort of introduced that in the um, Grand Theft Autos and various other games after that. But Mafia was one of the first ones where you would you would end up opening up a protection racket at a place and you'd have to go and rough folk up to keep them in line and all that sort of stuff. And you would take over the city as it moved. Uh yeah, I'm, I think it's it's going to be great. I can't wait to see it. And those those uh, I I can't wait to see on on the the nineteenth. I want to see what, what what's all to be seen. You know, oh, exciting, exciting indeed. Uh, anything anything else? Anything else before we we get our uh... no, nah. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. That's great. That's great. Uh, well, we're going to move on. We're going to move on uh, to uh, to our main event. We're our special bum, guest. Bum, bum, bum. We've got an interview. I, I tried to with... do like a boxing main event thing there, but I couldn't. I cannot think of the tune. <laughs> well, you nailed it, Paolo. The camera was like in a Roman fanfare. Nailed it. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so. Um, Yes, we've got an interview with Amy Conway. Uh, So, when computer games and mental health are mentioned together, the focus is often on the negative impact that a gaming addiction can have on mental health. Amy Conway's Super Awesome World offers a different perspective. It's a show about how the kinds of challenges set by computer games can help you navigate depression. In the second week of the Scottish Mental Health Festival's online programme, the show is available to stream online for free on the festival's website. And uh, earlier on yesterday, I caught up with Amy to discuss the brilliant show and find out a little bit about Amy's gaming history. I am joined by Amy Conway, uh, creator and performer of Amy Conway's Super Awesome World. Hello, Amy. Welcome, welcome Hello, to the Newman. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> How are you doing? Uh, I'm all right. I'm all right. Thank you. How how is uh, how's social distancing? How's pandemic life treating you at the moment? Um, well, I I love people and I really love my social interactions. So it's pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I like it. <laughs> right, so you're not one of these people who's like fully adapted and and found the 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 whole Zoom. Uh, the whole Discord, the whole video chat world is 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 a better place. Uh, if, is there anyone that thinks that that video chat world is a better place? Please, can I meet them? <laughs> well, it limits it limits my actual face to face contact with uh, Paul and Gary. So, I, I mean, I'm I've got a foot in that camp. 
but <laughs> you are actively avoiding people then i can see how that could be a benefit <laughs> it would be helpful it would be helpful but yes it does it does come uh, with its challenges as well so we wanted to talk to you ab about your show uh amy conway's super awesome world which is streaming at the moment as part of the scottish mental health festival um it's streaming until the 18th uh, which is monday i think um yeah. I I saw the show. I, I watched the show. I'd been really looking forward to seeing this show when I saw it was going to be streaming live because I missed it. I missed it when it went out. And I, it was always one that I regretted missing. Um, so I was desperate to see it. I watched it. It lived right up to my expectations. I thought it was an absolutely brilliant show. Um, but for people that haven't seen the show yet, um, why don't you, you tell us a little bit about the show? Okay. So... Um... I wanted to make a fun show about depression. <laughs> That's kind of like the, the starting point. Um, you know, like they, it's, uh, they say, write what you know. And I had been through a period of depression in my life. I wanted to find a way of talking about it and sharing it um, and maybe helping other people feel less alone with it. But, in an engaging way that didn't feel like, oh God, a show about depression. No thanks. Um, <laughs> and that and that's a real, I think a lot of people struggle with that. Um, so, but this, what else inspired me um, was a TED talk that I found from a games designer called Jane McGonigal. And mm -hmm. um, she's American and um, she does a lot of uh, promotion and um, research into how games are good for you. Um, good for your, uh, not just for your um, brain function, but for your mental health overall. Uh, and this, like, but this one TED talk, is, she's got a personal story about it as well. This one TED talk was, um, she, she tells you how she invented a game in order to, uh, to get better she was uh, had a chronic illness like she had a concussion that meant she was like chronically in pain and got debilitated by it and it was like making her suicidal um, and she was like I could either lay down and die or I could make a game into getting better that's what I do best and she like broke down the day into like levels and tasks and like um th there were different ways to like level up and she she identified um parts of her character as being like bosses that she needed to defeat like the, the inner critic and stuff like that and I thought that was so clever um and I wondered whether there was a way I could do a similar thing but for the stage mm -hmm. um and so yeah the show this show is a result of it super awesome world it's it's it, you know it is a theatre show and I've made it interactive in the theatre show so that is the the downside of having it online is that you didn't get to join in with the, with the games uh, the audience are invited to like join me and to actually play some small mini games which like connect with the narrative that uh, the, the overarching story of fighting depression that I'm telling the audience. Well, do you know, it's, it's funny that because I did see there was a, a little interview with yourself on the page and you did, you addressed that sort of concern that maybe there was maybe going to be something a little bit lost from the show because it didn't have that interactive side of things. But I have to say the very first challenge that you assign the audience, me and my wife did it while watching. So so we just straight away went in um, 
And although the, the later challenges require bigger numbers, which obviously uh, in, a, in a socially distanced world is a bit of a problem, um, mm -hmm. we, we still found ourselves rooting along with the audience and with yourself. So, yeah, I suppose all theatre that's having to move online at the moment loses a little bit of that magic that, um, that theatre is so important or, or that is so important to theatre and is so yeah. um, unique to theatre, I think, um, or live performance. But, yeah, there's still a lot of magic there. So I wouldn't worry too much about that. Okay. I don't want to tell the very specific challenges on, on here. I don't want to spoil I want You're doing a good job of not spoiling, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I thought it was very good. And, you know, I find myself here sort of, like, grinning at the camera and then going, oh, oh, maybe I shouldn't be grinning and smiling and nodding along as we talk about things like um, uh, uh, d depression and things like that. But the, the fact that you even said that, that that line about wanting to make a fun show about depression, that in itself sounds like a sort of oxymoron, but um, I think you've achieved that. I think you have achieved that. It, it feels it's fun. It's certainly not making light of the subject. Um, and there certainly are difficult moments, um, absolutely, in, in the piece. Um, but I think you earn that, and I think it's, yeah, I think tonally it really does does hit the mark. So I thought it was, it was really, really quite something. So well done, you. Thank you. <laughs> um, it's really lovely to hear your feedback. It really is. Uh, I've been no, doing this for a while, but honestly, every time somebody says, like, I connected with it, it, it really gives you such a sense of validation because it's, like, so personal. Um, it's obviously, yeah, it's the most personal thing I've done, and it means the most to me. I'm, I'm, it's the thing I'm proudest of good. in well, the so I think you should be. I think it is a wonderful piece. It really is. Um, and it's so nice as well. Um, I'm already, I've got a whole lot of questions here, but I'm already going off, off, uh, off piece, as it were. <laughs> Um, but I think it's so nice as well is to see a piece um, talking about uh, the sort of art form of games or, or the, the thing that surrounds video games and, and doesn't focus on the bad and points it in a good light. And it's not about, oh, Grand Theft Auto makes kids go and shoot one another or, or uh, inspires folk to batter one another in the street. It's, it's not that. Games can be a force for good. Um, yeah. there, there are, you know, and, and I think the show is very has a very nice point of... of of putting that, and of course, it's a, a personal point from yourself. This isn't something you've made up. This is genuinely your your sort of uh, perspective on it. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I genuinely do not think that games are the problem. That video, you know, when people talk about video games as being like this destructive force for people's mental health, I think it's it's the video game addiction can be a symptom of yep. something that's going on internally, but it's not the problem itself. No, and, uh, you know, there, there's sort of benefits and there's sort of uh, drawbacks or, or, or problems with lots of things throughout the world, but, but a lot of these things, they, they aren't the problem themselves. They, these sometimes can, can become a bit of the problem, but there, as you said, there is a problem often there which, which is exacerbated by, by various walks of life, and, and it's so nice to hear a positive story about, about games as well because... It feels that the game industry in a lot of ways, and sometimes it deserves it, don't get me wrong, sometimes it absolutely deserves it, um, games or game culture. Um, but I feel it's it's quite an easy target sometimes in the in the yeah. news, um, especially if, if somebody's looking to score some votes with uh, certain demographics or whatever, they'll, 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 they'll quite easily, uh, video games can become quite an easy 
target. Yeah, but but don't you don't you think that it's less of a subculture than it was? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, if you think of the way things have moved, uh, sort of periodically from from when when we were kids to to read the way through, you would you would maybe have the odd time. You know, the, I think the the moment I remembered was when the Nintendo Wii came out and people's grannies grannies yeah. were playing the Wii. You know, uh-huh. you, the the um, intergenerational sort of, gaming, yeah, is like was born. <laughs> yeah, and and now you get things like um, you know, uh, even if it's things like heads up on on phones and and stuff like that, or or even now with apps like House Party and Zoom, people are playing uh, interactive games, and that is a form of gaming at the moment as well. And it's it's um, it's nice to see that technology is moving moving. Um, but we got in at the we got in at the entry level. We we got in at, or uh, well maybe not quite. Paulo did. He's a bit older. Uh, <laughs> so um. I wanted to talk a little bit about the, sh- the show features some incredible uh, video games, art, it's got music, it's got sound effects that really capture the feeling of 80s and 90s gaming. Um, yeah. So what was it like for you um, to to see your show as, as a video game? Um, well, I should first say that um, I need to credit Rob Jones, um, who is the director of the show and helped me create the the, the show and and, um, shape my story into this game. Mm -hmm. But he's also um, the video and sound designer. So that's all him. Um, And he is a massive, he has this massive passion for games. Um, And... You can, and that's reflected, I think, in the design of the show. And uh, we, we, yeah, we wanted this it to feel very much in a place and time. So there's a an old um, uh, TV on stage, probably like we, the the way we find them. We've gone through quite a few tellies, but like there's always <laughs> one available on FreeCycle. People okay. have always got one sitting in their back uh, spare room and just like, why have I still got this? Uh, I was like, give it to us. <laughs> Life. Um, and uh, it's so nice seeing those like that, those eight bit pixels on that yep. uh, screen again and finding the old um, Nintendo Entertainment System console. Uh, and then what Rob did is he took like elements, he kind of chopped up um elements of different games and um, made a kind of collage um for uh some of the uh, there's some scapes that we show on the screen um of different worlds or to suggest different worlds like an ocean world or uh like a volcano world with a lava but then there's um um he's also created a sprite or like you know some kind of navi Mm um and that and the, the that's my voice that is manipulated. Yes. And it's so strange because I just remember every single voice that you hear in, in the show is mine. And I'm just basically having a very long conversation with myself. A vocal <laughs> so, chameleon. A vocal chameleon. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't say that. But yeah, the, the, <laughs> the design on the voice is really clever. And he, he's... There's the points in the show where he slightly um, changes the quality of that Navi's like squeaky, hello, I'm here to help, uh, voice to make show that it is mine actually, and that it's 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 a part of my subconscious that is trying to help my help me. Um, yeah, you, you do certainly notice the the, the transition because I did wonder at first uh, early in the show who's doing that voice, and then as it started to become a, a bit a bit 
ever so slightly clearer. You can still it's still a distinct, different character, but I could feel a little bit of your voice coming through, and and clearly by design. Um, I, I, yeah, I just thought it was fantastic, and and yeah. I think uh, Rob's done an amazing job in in the design of it, the look of it, the feel, the nostalgia of those um, things. Uh, I even and the the the, the lives the stream is great because it not only is it it's not just a, a fixed camera in the room and you're sort of seeing things in the background these things are coming to the thing so you are you are seeing this stuff properly um in full pixel it looks really lovely it's really nicely edited together um but i did find myself um just loving watching the old crt telly and seeing the flicker and and all that sort of stuff yeah. as well which which, get, which still has that feel even though as we've said, we're watching a, a recording of a live piece from a couple of years ago, but um, yeah, I, ju I just I thought it was it was fabulous. The feel, the sound effects, the the sort of um, opening montage to the game, the kind of the sort of loading screens and all that sort of stuff were just it, it just transported uh, yeah. myself back back to a, a golden age of video gaming. Um, so yeah, yeah, great job, and it, it must have been such a thrill to see. To see it all come together. Yeah, it it's an, yeah, obviously, yeah, it gives me a massive rush um, when you kind of feel like you're playing in your a game of your own life. <laughs> you know, it massages yeah. your ego, obviously. Um, well, of course then, not. <laughs> I mean, why would I make a one woman show if I, well, I didn't? Um, well, all actors are egotistical, as we know. <laughs> yeah, well, of course, I, I, I don't know who you're talking about here. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and the, the, actually the best bit was when you add the audience. So in rehearsal, it's quite hard because I'd, I'd created these uh, interactive elements and um, we, were, we were hoping they would work. Um, and then th th there's potential for games to go wrong because they're not completely foolproof. We sort of like, we did a bit of contingency planning for what would happen if they didn't score high enough in this game. or um, But generally they're sort of like they've been tested enough to know that they will 90 percent work most of the time <laughs> and uh and having a full audience like chucking balls at you or balloons <laughs> at you and and running in amongst them clambering over them to like bop them on the head uh, well, see, i thought you were very brave thing. very brave um <laughs> it's like it's like the alamo with all those balls flying it was it was pretty pretty intense <laughs> they were so terrible at catching them. <laughs> if anyone hasn't seen the show at the moment, then they're going to be rather confused. But you have to go and watch the show, and then you'll know all, and it'll all make lots of sense. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was great. It was absolutely fantastic. It was funny though because you're trying to not to watch it through the prism of social distancing at the moment, and you're you're sitting there going, "Oh man, oh man, <laughs> when, when are we when are we going to be able to do this again?" Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I thought it was fabulous. Um, so the show is obviously an extremely personal one for yourself. It, it deals with some dark moments from your life, um, but yeah, it, it still captures some wonderful moments of nostalgia, joy, and optimism too. Was that a difficult balance to strike? Um. Yeah. Yes, of course. I think it was um, because if the show was too had too much emphasis on fun then I wouldn't be fully doing justice to um to the experience of depression and to um trying to um explain what 
being mentally ill is like mm-hmm. um which is why I intended to start the show but if there was too much emphasis on the heavy and on the um the darker sides of things then yeah well the, you want people to be entertained and I think it's what you said a little bit earlier about earning it uh-huh. I think you have to earn it and and I think the the way we approach that was trying not to worry too much about it, but um, by using the structure of, of games. Yeah. So in the, in the sense that um, loads, loads of games that you will have played, um, especially like open world games, uh, you'll have like a section where that's quite kind of lighthearted. And, and maybe your, um, your task is to pick, is to, plant some vegetables and then uh, <laughs> make a soup and then that soup will give you energy and then but then like when you meet the boss it's dark and it's hard and you might have to go at it quite a few times before you master it there yeah. there's light and shade and it's kind of it's balanced and structured throughout and it's it's also the, the story of the hero yeah um yeah. There needs to be a, a a decent enough final battle to feel like your success is earned and is you, that you've really faced something. Yeah, and I, I certainly feel that. And it also felt as it went on, some of the challenges seemed um, much like in video games. You know that way where you get a challenge every so often in a video game and you're not actually meant to win. You're not meant to win. You're meant to be defeated at this point or or, or it feels like the odds are stacked against you. And it okay. certainly feels that there are points, and, and I'm assuming that was possibly what you were trying to point out about mental health is that there are some little battles that you don't always win but that's that's yeah. okay um and I, and i just i just thought it was really lovely it's it's been i watched it yesterday i've been thinking about it constantly since um and i think it's uh yeah i, I think this the structure and it really did it did kind of catch me and i had little moments where i was sort of laughing at little moments, little reactions, little results, and that sort of dark laughter at times as well. Where you're like, I can't believe how how fate has has happened here, or how um, how things end up almost, you know. And yeah. then there's just these moments of real joy, all the stuff with the the, the glorious NES, um, <laughs> and then you're a fan, I can tell. <laughs> I am, yes. I, and then these other moments where. Uh, where it is, it, it feels desperate, it feels sad, it feels really um, heartfelt. And I, I just thought it was a really, really lovely piece, yeah. Thank you. Um, okay, so although although the show was filmed a, a couple of years ago, um, it, it, it perhaps actually feels, and I touched on this earlier, it perhaps feels a, a wee bit even more current right now uh, in the, the sort of face of lockdown and, and uh, you know, furlough and various other things um how important do you think the video games or or board games or or just gaming in general are to us right now yeah um well the the short answer is incredibly important um i mean everyone's having a hard time like that's the weird thing about now is that someone will be struggling in in one way or another and uh like oh, the hard, yeah, the hardest thing about being being apart from things, um, maybe not knowing what to do with yourself, um, and finding ways to be productive. Um, I certainly hope that people don't feel 
guilty about gaming right now because if ever there was a time to turn to it now is that time absolutely um it's you know it's yeah it doesn't i mean achieve anything in terms of like your life going forward but life is paused right now um and losing ourselves in a world where those things don't matter when there's not a global pandemic maybe there, there are different like things um and challenges but they're kind of inconsequential a world without consequences is a wonderful thing so i have been like completely throwing myself into um mario odyssey on the switch and i'm having a lovely lovely time and that's my happy place um but yeah I, i i yeah obviously um i think it's a way to connect to each to each other and people are doing that um i've had uh, what have I had? I've had Zoom Boggle. Zoom Boggle sounds good. I've, I've, I've had I've done Mario Kart. Oh, of course. Uh, with, Classic. With yeah. Um, I've done Zoom Zoom Code Names. That's uh, another. Oh, oh, it's oh, Code Names is great. That's a board game. Um, but it's quite an, a good one to play uh, over Zoom because you don't have to like move too many things, and everyone's looking at the same. Doesn't matter if everyone's looking at the same board. Oh, excellent! Uh, and as much as I like have Zoom fatigue, uh, what I like about that, uh, the, but the fact that you do, you have a social interaction and you play a game together, is that you don't have to worry about making small talk and yeah. having like news to share because everybody's news is pretty similar at the moment. And yeah, it's a way of connecting and disengaging from everything else. And folks just want to play the game. That's what they're doing. They just want to play the game. Yeah. Uh-huh. Great. Um, so, one of my favourite moments I did mention very early in the show is the, the loving tribute to the legend that is the Nintendo Entertainment mm-hmm. System, the NES, uh, which was my first games console that my mum and dad had bought for me and I was kind of blown away. But it was, it was sort of, it was bought for me um, and I've, I've got the Christmas, there's a video of me getting it, and it was my present to open, but it sort of became the family's machine, right? It sort of <laughs> sat in this communal room. Um, but I absolutely loved it. Uh, and it's clear that you loved your nest. You talk about it a lot in the show. I'll encourage folk to, to, to watch the show. But I was just wondering what other consoles you have memories of. So I'm definitely a Nintendo girl. Good. Good. <laughs> uh, and that's partly because... You know, as a as a kid, yeah, it's, you, it's what your parents buy for you. You just kind of have to be grateful <laughs> for whatever yeah. you get. But I, I did fall in love with the Nintendo Entertainment System, and it, like in your in your case, it became my dad's as well as mine. Yeah, yeah. Um, my sister played a little bit as well, but she was a bit younger. Um, but I'd say that we we both complete games sort of around the same time, okay. um, and. Uh, it was when the the 64 came out oh. that I feel like because I was a bit too young to um, really appreciate what the Nintendo Entertainment System was and and the world, um, you know, and, and how it fit into the history of gaming. But the 64 uh, with the with the like jump up in graphics and the uh, and just the the 
the, uh, so I, I played Mario 64. That was the first game I played. And the opening up of that world was like incredible. And we, me and my dad just basically like watched each other play. So when someone wasn't playing, the other person was watching and we were trying to get to the next level together. And that was, uh, that was many happy memories from um, that. Jumping through, uh, the paintings is still oh, yeah. one of the greatest things in video games. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I mean, the imagination, uh, especially as a young person. I mean, what, like every child's dream is to be able to jump through a painting into a new world. It's kind of Mary Poppins-esque, isn't it? <laughs> it is Mary Poppins-esque, absolutely. Um, and of course it was. I had a Nintendo 64. I loved it. Um, it was the most powerful games console in the world at one point. Um, and yeah... Yeah, absolutely loved the N64. That's a good good choice. I I did know you were you were a Nintendo girl. You did you did say that. Um, I, it was it was clear we were we were discussing uh, when you were going to come on to the podcast. You, you said mm-hmm. that you were playing Mario Odyssey, so uh, you're playing some Switch now as well. You enjoying that? Yes, yes, I I have been um, gifted my dad's. Uh, Switch, so oh, it's not please. actually mine, um, but he finished playing um, Zelda Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey, and he was all like, I need, uh, you can, it's sort of like a loan, okay. um, but I don't know whether I ever have to give it back. <laughs> um, well, if, this, if this lockdown continues, you might never have to, you'll be fine. Just, uh, <laughs> yeah, just it's, essentially he was like, I'm I need some space from this because I've spent put too many hours <laughs> into it. And with summer coming up, he was all like, you have it. But I was, yeah, it was just the right time. Uh, I couldn't have asked for a better gift during lockdown. And, and um, whilst I have started Zelda, like um, I focus more on Mario because it I just, it's the right kind of uh, like light level playing. Like I love the whimsy of Mario yeah. Of just uh, and all the, the little little uh, sorry, what's the word? Gesticulations that he has and the exclamation yeah. stuff like, "Oh, it's me, Mario!" <laughs> <laughs> and then he's he's got all these different outfits and he's running around like in in Candy World and um, I, I, the, the animation is stunning and so imaginative. Um, and I like that it's not too hard. Well, do you know, but I think Mario, I've not played a lot of Mario Odyssey, I've played a little tiny bit of it, but I think Mario's always been very good at having that sort of um, variance in gameplay where, you know, it's it's fairly easy to pick up and play, but it's very hard to master, and it's got that, you know, especially if you're trying to collect all the coins or stars or whatever it is. I'm not sure. I can't remember what it is in Mario Odyssey. Moon, yes. <laughs> then that's going to take a while. Um, there's also various hidden parts. I saw a wonderful thing of somebody who was um, using the cap and climbing up one of the big uh, one of the big buildings in the city. And there's like a, a million coins up the top of one of the roofs. Uh, no. it's, just, it's just got these um, magical little moments. I think nobody really quite does it like Nintendo. Oh, the detail is. is stunning. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Um, okay, so um, this was an interesting one I wanted to ask you. Um, don't, don't, you don't have to think too deeply on this, uh, but I was wondering what, uh, which play, any play from the, the world, all the, the various plays that have ever been written, which play do you think would make a good video game? <sighs> wow. Well, <laughs> I, think, I think that's a, like, yeah, it's a wide question, but actually... 
Um, one that springs to mind is, um, have you, did you see the curious incident of the dog in the night time? Um, I am aware of it. I did not see it. I'm terrible for oh, seeing shows. <laughs> it started out as a book, and it's uh -huh. a book about, um, I think he's he's a teenager. Yeah, he's about 15, um, a, a boy with autism. Yeah. Um, and it's it was a smash hit book, but they made it into a theatre show. Was it like Frantic Assembly and National Theatre? Anyway, like it, it toured like all over the place. Yeah, I think it was it or was it the, was it the old Vic? Maybe I do know that they toured that. Yeah, it's been it's been touring for quite a while. Yeah, 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 and it has all these amazing like interaction with um, with graphics on the stage. Yeah, like the projections um, because of. The, what, the reason why I chose that one because is because people on the spectrum, the way they process things, that the book is a lot about how an autistic brain would work differently, yeah. like a, a more, yeah, someone from a neurotypical person, and and that's what's so incredible about um, the whole story. But I think that would work fantastically as a game. Um, people on the spectrum generally um, are fans of like the ga gaming because of the structure and oh. um, because of the the way that they can interact on a level that isn't too um, exposing. Yep. And I think, um, and it would be such an amazing way to engage with that story. Absolutely. Uh, possibly as like a choose your own adventure show. That'd be quite like, cool. Yeah. Oh, I'd quite like to make one like that. It, it, it's I bet it'd be incredibly hard because you've got to think of all the different ways that, um, well, that people oh, that the fact that you want to give people the idea that they do definitely have choice. Yeah. But you, but it's a limited choice. Otherwise, your because your responses can then be infinite, and there's no way of like foreseeing what people will think. So you sort of like have you? Have you um, it's like. What's the Black Mirror um, one that was interactive? Oh, yes. Um, the one... Uh, uh, oh, that's going to kill me. People will be screaming in the chat. Bandersnatch. And Bandersnatch. Bandersnatch, that is the one. <laughs> um, yes. And, yeah, and you get, you get a couple of choices and you go down different avenues. Uh, I'd love to do that in a theatrical way on stage. Maybe it would have to be like for uh, just a few people at a time. And it uh -huh. might be like a promenade thing where you go through into different rooms. So like a combination of an escape room and like a, a, a play. Sounds um, cool. But, yeah. Well, that, do you know that was a far more highbrow answer than I was expecting, okay. you know. That was that was very good. That was very good. Um, certainly better than my idea of just having, I don't know, waiting for Godot as a game and you just, just stand there. <laughs> just stand there. Just do a, hours and hours and hours of gameplay just standing there. Um, that, that's, uh, <laughs> okay, so... Um, we're going to move on as we've got some quick questions, but I've got one more before we go on a quick fire round to, uh, to, to finish up. Um, if you could challenge, and I think I might know the answer to this already, but if you could challenge the Nearly Mental one video game to play against us, uh, what would it be and would you win? Um, I'm going to choose Mario Party. Oh. <laughs> Have you played it? Well, which one are we talking? Are we talking the 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 OG SNES one? Are we talking? Are we talking on the Switch now? Uh, the Switch, the Switch. Uh, I like I like the latest version. 
I've not played. I think Paolo. I think Paolo possibly plays Mario Party on the Switch. Um, and it's Gary maybe as well. You go. I played it originally on the Wii, mm-hmm. and you go around the board and you play mini games at the end of like everybody's turn. But I'm awesome at the mini games. Okay, so yeah. I, I take it you're fairly confident you'd win then. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Excellent. Right, we're going to go on a very uh, final thing. We're going to do is a little quick fire round. You're not getting a lot of choice. We're just going to ask you. Uh, it's an either-or situation. You're going to oh, have okay. to pick. You're going to have to pick, right? Okay. So we'll start off nice and easy with Mario or Luigi. Mario. Okay. Mario or Link. Link. Oh. Okay. Uh, Bowser or Ganon. Bowser. Bowser. Good choice. Good choice. Nez or Switch. Nez. Yes, okay. Uh, right, here we go. Controllers for hands or TVs for feet? Controllers. Controls for hands, very good. Uh, okay, unlimited lives or unlimited ammo? Oh. Unlimited lives. Unlimited lives, there we go. That's that world without consequences you were talking about. Eh? And finally, and this is just one to, 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 to annoy the fanboys in the chat. We know you're a Nintendo girl, but PlayStation or Xbox? Um, oh, well, I used to live with somebody that was a massive Xbox fan. Oh. Um, so I've played a bit of some some of the Xbox games. So, uh, yeah, sorry about, sorry, PlayStation fans. Sorry. That's it, right. How do I stop this chat? How do I stop? <laughs> <laughs> oh, was that the wrong decision? <gasps> it was, uh, you'll have delighted half our fan base. There really wasn't a right decision either way. You I know, it, 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 controversial. Yeah. One, 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 uh, the, the PlayStation fan base will be raging. The uh, Xbox fan base will be absolutely delighted. So, so they'll, they'll count you amongst your number and you, and you won't be able to show up in the PlayStation side of town again. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, there's nothing left to say. I mean, just thank you. It's been so much fun chatting with you. Uh, oh, thank, thank you for joining you. us. <laughs> um, and Amy Conway's Super Awesome World is available to stream until the 18th. That's Monday. So you've got some time to, to stream it. Um, you absolutely should. Um, and I'd just like to say, Amy, it's a fantastic show. It really is. Um, I, I hope you're very proud of it. I think you should be. And uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you. And uh, stay safe. Stay safe. <laughs> Hopefully see you uh, again in real life. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, we will. We'll definitely. Maybe maybe we can do this again at some point. Um, and maybe we'll get this Mario Party challenge when we can when we can all be in a room together again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amy Conway, thank you. Yep, and uh, a huge, huge thank you to Amy Conway for joining us uh, for that wonderful interview, talking about her brilliant show. Um now, obviously, we've been talking about some pretty difficult stuff uh, in the chat, and of course, the play deals with that as well. The play was also made uh, in with the support of the Samaritans, who Amy herself is a volunteer for. Um, so, we just wanted to obviously give the contact details for the Samaritans as well, in case anything in the conversations um, that you've been having in the chat, uh, stuff that Amy brought up there uh, when myself and Amy were talking. Um, or, or even just, just, just the way that lockdowns treating everybody just now. If anyone's struggling and needs a listening ear, then there's the contact details, and of course, Samaritans.org, where you can also find the the relevant contact numbers for for your area. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I really cannot recommend the show high enough. It is, it is a difficult watch. There are some tough bits, and it will it will certainly stir feelings. Um, but it's a wonderful piece, and, and Amy is so open, not only in the interview, but also in the show, about her personal struggles and, and her um, battle through, through it. Um, I thought it was really wonderful. It's available until Monday to stream for free. And what you can do on the Scottish Mental Health uh, Festival website is you can also donate um, as a sort of pay-what-you-can um, ticket via Eventbrite as well. Uh, so I went on and did that earlier on, made a little donation myself, uh, and uh, and I, th- I think it's it's well worth doing. And, and a huge thank you to Amy for um, for for giving her time. And, well done, uh, Pablo, I think you 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 you've you you've got a bit of fighting talk about our, our claim on Mario Party. You think you could you could uh, you could I give could her a go her. on the Mario Kart, uh, Party? <laughs> I could yeah? Take her, yeah, yeah. See, the thing is, the I have trained for Mario Party because my daughter is relentlessly playing it. So mm-hmm. I get I, I batter mm-hmm. it. I batter it. I mean, there's one thing playing against adults, but playing against kids, mm-hmm. you need you need to find different tactics and things, mate. So I've got no doubt that I would thrash her. Right. Well, I I I did a competitive twenty four hours against you, and I I'm not so confident you'll thrash her. Yeah, it's, it's all it's all uh, wind. I, I I don't know. I'd probably get beat. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No, I I just honestly uh, I really do implore people to check it out. Um, the show was meant to be on. It was meant to be on this uh this this week for the mental health festival and and obviously that along with everything else got postponed and cancelled and all sorts of stuff so it's just um it's it's great that they've made the video available and they've done a really good job with the video as well it's really edited in so um it's it's not so much as it's just one camera stuck up the back and you can hardly see what's going on it's been really nicely edited and real props to rob jones the uh, designer as well and director of the show he's done a great job nice excellent uh, right, so we heard it. We heard it straight there from Amy Conway. Gary, playing video games is good for you. It is good for you, and she talks about go. that in the show. It's good for you. So, with that in mind, Gary, why don't you tell us uh, about all those free games, all those freebies <gasps> that we've got that can help nom, make nom, us all nom, feel nom, better? Absolutely, it's a pleasure. So, your freebies, starting with games with gold, the most complicated freebies in the universe. <laughs> From the 16th of April to the 15th of May, which is tomorrow, you can get Knights of Pen and Paper Bundle RPG on the Xbox One. So you essentially get two and a half hours to go and get that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Quick. Run, run as fast as you can. Hell of a game. And now for May. Oh, gosh. Right, here we go. From the 1st of May <laughs> to the 31st of May, you have V-Rally 4, which is a driving game on Xbox One. From the 1st of May... To the 15th of May, so again, another two and a half hours, you can get Sensible World of Soccer, which is obviously football on Xbox One. Uh, the 16th of May... <laughs> so, Gary, could you say that a bit more camp? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I could try, but you need a hair flip. 16th of May to the 31st of May, Overlord 2, which is an action RPG. Do you know Overlord games are something I've always wanted to try, but just never got around to it? Um, so they're meant to be very good, meant to be very fun, quite dark humour. And then from the good, 16th yeah. of May to the 15th of June, you have Warhammer 40k Inquisitor, which is a, an action RPG 
um, on Xbox One. <laughs> I feel like the, the, the Warhammer 40k universe tabletop game, um, it's that, but... Colin's having flashbacks, I think. Just like that. Well, that's, that's not the one I didn't like. Right, Death right. Wine was the one I didn't like. Uh, this, one's, uh, this one's a bit more like XCOM, I think, but um, uh, it, it might be all right. Uh, Death Wine was not. Blowing <laughs> review there from Mr. Little. And that's your very confused Games with Gold. Ooh. Moving on to PlayStation Plus, keeping it simple. Uh, for the month of May, you can get City Skylines, which is a building, city building simulation game. And you can get Farming Simulator 19, which is another simulator game where you Sim do farms. Um, so, yes, yeah, so if you ever want to be a farmer and you're too lazy to go outside, go for it. Uh, and if you ever want to build a city but are too lazy to become a construction worker, you can do that too. There we go. This this episode we have an extra special um freebie store. So on the PC oh. until the twenty first of May, you can get Grand Theft Auto Five for free on the Epic Store. Kongo, would you like to tell us what happened to the Epic Store? Well, um, it's interesting that um, I, at the time of recording, or just before we went on, the the Epic Store had crashed. Under the the weight of everybody trying to download GTA Five, a game that's what nearly ten years old or something wait, like that. Wait, wait um, a minute. The, the the game store crashed with everyone trying to get Grand Theft Auto. Who is left on the planet to buy to get this game? Who doesn't have this game? Newborn babies. <laughs> um, I feel I have to give a shout out to one of the funniest tweets I saw on um, Twitter today from Kirk McKeon, who is an editor for VG Twenty Four Seven, and he he basically talked about the fact that. Uh, Rockstar had had um, basically um, delivered a DDoS on the Epic Store. <laughs> they basically just wiped them out <laughs> for whatever reason. Um, so a big a big day for Epic. Obviously, they they showed off the the fancy new engine and their entire mm. website went down. <laughs> because, not because of the not because of the tech demo, because of a game that's nearly ten years old. Yeah. And, and as you said, Paulo, everybody's got. But um, folk love a bargain. Who's still to get this game? It did come out a lot later on PC, I suppose, but uh, even then, that's a bit of a stretch. But yeah. the folk love a bargain, don't they? They do. Uh, I do th- yeah, I think it's one of the things. It's free. I'm going to take it. Ah, well, I, th- yeah. I think that that's probably mm-hmm. got a lot to do with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. freebies for this month. But yeah, oh, this month. Woo. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I can see in the chat, you know, Brother Jacob saying people buying it on PC so they can run with mods. Which you can't do in console. That's a good point. This is true. This is true. And Brian says the Epic Store's not long come back online, so it seems to be. It seems to have recovered. It's recovered. Um, cool. Speaking of games, uh, we've been playing a lot of games. We have yeah. been playing a lot of games. Uh, Gary, what have you been playing? Uh, so after um, the controversial chat last time, I decided to dust off my copy of Assassin's Creed Origins uh, and put that up to go back to ancient Egypt. And you know. I, I, I'm. Colin was waiting for a what's it a refutal an apology a what was the word? Uh, uh, well, I was looking for vindication. You know, uh, like yeah. Ray, Raymond Holt vindication. That sort of thing. That's what <laughs> yeah, I was looking you for. You went so loud there, you, you knocked yourself yeah. out. <laughs> I did. I did. I just wipe everything out. So. <laughs> I don't think you're going to get it because I stand by my point. It is. It is technically mechanically a sound game. Uh-huh, it is uh-huh. not a good Assassin's Creed game. Oh, and you can oh, see Gary, Gary, I Gary. bought a giant snake with a holy bone arrow made out of an eagle. 
you like, and I know that it was a it was a dream sequence, but you can see they were so desperate to take this culture and make a really interesting gods inspired world, and then and then they're just like, and sometimes just have someone in the neck. See if they just made it the revenge story without all the assassin and the modern day pantsy stuff. It would have been so good. And Odyssey, I'm a, like Odyssey. I know that you go fight a gorgon, and I'm like, well, they don't. They don't exist. Those were real. Yeah, I, I just can't believe you're the only person winding. that wants Assassin's Creed to be more crap than it actually is. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I said take out the modern day stuff, which you agreed with, and you know, lots of people are are, are in both camps. There's a bunch of people who are like, it's not a good Assassin's Creed game, but on it's, it's a great game. Like I do have fun with that. The story's interesting. I love riding around my camel. It looks like a chocobo just now because I've got the Final Fantasy 15 DLC stuff, um, which is very strange. Yeah, that's that is. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I'm feeling this. Um, <laughs> And like the story's good, I just don't need the Assassin's Creed part yet. Um, and I, I, that's why I'm like, they just need a little bit of faith that people are going to buy a game based on the fact it's an interesting, good game, and they don't have to slap on an IP to get the numbers because they really didn't need that. I mean, it is. It's like I, I'm loving sniping things with my bow and arrow, and that fight against the snake after the heart and the soul was dead interesting. Just give me that game. And um, Kevin uh, Baker boy um, was saying. The group that made Odyssey, the game they are now developing, is an ancient Greek mythological open world RPG game. So basically, they're doing what Odyssey was without all the Assassin's Creed nonsense attached yeah. to it. So I'm just, I'll stand by. I think they're cracking games. I just don't think they're good Assassin's Creed games. They don't need think- to be good Assassin's Creed games. I take your point. I think we we know though that, that you know if it, if it's not Assassin's Creed, the game doesn't get made. In the first place, uh, whether whether it feels tacked on or not, I think it, it needed it needed to get, get get given the green light, and there's just not that much faith, unfortunately, that, that, that they can. It does, it does, but I think that's, that's the, the whole PS2 sort of triple the best era landscape. because they made everything and anything the weirdest things, and they were. I think the PS2 was in that stage where production values weren't too high, but things were looking good and graphics were decent and. I just, I just wish they'd have a little bit more faith in their, their storytellers and that. Even then, though, there was less competition. There was less consoles. There was less mm-hmm. games out. Yeah. There was less things like Netflix and things like that to compete. Um, you, you, you could, you could be a little bit more take it or leave it back then than you can yeah. be now because nowadays people will just pick something else up. Yeah. Although I must say, I am on my fourth dead child storyline in Assassin's Creed Origins. I'm kind of like, <laughs> yeah. being in. I'm like, it's a cheery one. Let's keep it's, the kids alive. Thank you yeah, very much. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's cheery. Um, pretty grim. But apart from that, um, I've been delving into the world of The Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners, and VR. You have. Oh my. Has been, uh, have been, has, what I've been doing on stream um, on Friday night on my Nelly End slot and on Survival Horror Sundays on my own channel, um, which has been hilariously it has been hilarious. It's been hilarious. <laughs> so it has been. And very sweary, Gary. Very sweary. I've got such a potty mouth. <laughs> um, I had to put my phone down because I was just clipping every, every 10 seconds. <laughs> I'm going to have to let it go. Each, each clip's better than the last. I mean, it inspired uh, Gavin a laugh to go buy a VR kit. Like, you know yes. It, right? yes. He is guarantee. It's prob- prob- probably the best VR game I've played Ooh. next to Resident Evil 7. Oh my. In, in terms of immersion and the quality of controls and everything works the way it should. 
Blood and Truth wasn't far off, but sometimes in Blood and Truth you're scrapping for your gun and you're kind of... Shooting yourself in the back. Yeah. Put your machine gun uh-huh. behind you. Can I just remind you that Gary Hogg Simmons shot himself in the foot during the tutorial? Aye, because I pushed the wrong button. Um, Put so the gun in his holster <laughs> and fired it. <laughs> Me and me, I did the very same thing in Blood and Truth. So there we go. <laughs> See, it's like a, 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 every good American with a gun has shot himself in the foot, so we're just taking up the position. I think you'll find in Blood and Truth, I'm a cop me geezer. Oh, true. Yeah. True. Um, but no, it's excellent. It's such a well-made game, and it's nice to see the fact it's been out for two years in PC. They've clearly worked in anything that was a bit wonky. So when it came to PS4, it's been smooth sailing. Um, and it's so as just, long as that, two years, yeah. Mm-hmm, 2018, wow. it came out in, in PC. I think near the end of 2018. Well, um, even still, yeah. But uh, it must have been some sort of blind spot to me because I didn't even know the game existed. I never even heard of it. I, I don't know how I missed it. It popped up on my radar for PS4 about four or five months ago, and then I forgot about it. And then I was just went at the PlayStation Store on the Tuesday, and it was like, pre-order for releasing Thursday. And I was like, oh, what? And I went for it, and I've not regretted it. My new favourite thing is grabbing a zombie by the hair and slapping it. <laughs> when I don't have any <laughs> that was funny. You, um, you, you issuing a brutal zombie slap. Yeah. Slap did make me laugh. It's yeah. amazing. I'm looking forward to going back in, and of course we have Diet Punk, who's one of the producers of the podcast. Yeah, he's, producer. um, yeah, he's, yeah. he's the oracle to my Batman, who does all the chat readouts, um, <laughs> which is good because I can't see. But there was also a time where he went and left his room to do something and I was doing the game and he came back so quietly I didn't know and he went hi and I almost <laughs> died I was like oh. uh, I was like do that less actively um, <laughs> but that's been great I've also been mixing it up with some platforming so I, on the big sale I got Lego Avengers 2 and DC Villains the Lego games which are just little little bundles of fun mm-hmm. Um Lego games are always good, and these two, Marvel and DC, they've, they do them so well, so they're they're hilarious. And going back to Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 on my Switch, just play oh. a bit of that, um, which again, I've got the whole Spider team, um, and you get bonus points for being all spy- web-slingers, um, and it's just the story that's actually interesting as well, it's all about the Infinity Stone, Infinity Gauntlet. Um, so yeah, mm. um, quite a varied, a varied uh, two weeks for me, gaming-wise. Great. Yeah, good oh, one, yeah. What would be yourself? I see you've been playing a whole mess of games. I have been, I have been, I've been at the mercy of the son of a gun, Tom Nook, again. <laughs> I can't, this is can't, very personal now, Paolo. Uh, he, he's, do you know, I've now paid, well, I've not paid it off, I've now, I'm at the last stage of the house. Ooh. I'm at the last stage, so he's not going to give me any more expansions. I've got my attic, I'm upstairs, I've got my <laughs> basement, and he's not going to give me another one, so I'm not, once I pay this mortgage off, that's it. I'm free of him. <laughs> but no, it's, it's really, I'm, I've not done anything to my island. Well, I tell you now, I've now moved my house and I've now got a staircase up to my house and things like that. So I've start I've started to do things. Um, but I think I need to sit for a good couple of hours and start to arrange some sort of system or uh, layout to this island rather than just it being wild and rampant. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a sucker for the, the turnips as well, uh, which Gary Hogg Simmons is as well, yeah. 
Oh, that I'm just bamboozled, bamboozled every time you guys talk about this. So uh, on the <laughs> Nearly Men's Discord, there's a link in the chat. You can join the, the Discord community there and we've got various channels. One of the channels is an Animal Crossing channel where there is the most lively discussion about the cost of turnips <laughs> every day. And I just, I'm like, I, I just can't fathom this. The prices it's snare fry. Yeah. It's snare don't, fry, man. don't sell them for less than 500, man. Don't just no. don't go near it. And don't don't buy them for over like eighty nine or something. The rule is. Oh, is that right? Oh. Um, I'm, I made a, a profit of three point four million last week, and I, I've sold one bunch one this meat. week, and I've made one point nine million. And I've still got two other ones to go, so I'm looking at six seven million this week, and that'll that'll that's, see me right. Unbelievable. <laughs> I need to remember not to spend all my money on doing it my island and save about. Right. Did, so you said save about four hundred k. That was my first lot was 400k. Yeah, this week it was so 600. Do that and try and buy really cheap and then <laughs> go sell them for really high. But the economy I, in this game is bonkers. <laughs> I felt like a drug cartel, like a Mexican drug cartel today, sitting in the airport waiting in the access code to this island. I was like, ooh. I was like, you're 11th in the queue. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to get caught. So, so to, to take this down a very weird tangent, but there's quite a famous picture um, of of Germany in the sort of aftermath of the First World War and sort of in the sort of run up to the Second World War, where uh, Germany's economy had collapsed and and they would just kept printing money. And there's a a very famous picture of a of a, a woman carrying essentially a wheelbarrow full of money to the shops to essentially buy like a loaf a loaf of bread. And and that's kind of how it seems to be at Animal Animal Crossing yep. To, yep. To, to equate those things in a rather crass way, I guess, but. It just seems bonkers the yeah. price of turnips. Wheelbarrow filament. It's a stock market. Stock, stock. market. And you stock know, it's funny market. because Paul, when I mentioned the stock market, was like, "Oh no, no, no! I don't like the sound of that. That's that. That's not what the game's about." And now look at him, a megalomaniac <laughs> with six million bells from stealing turnips. A mad, tur- a mad turnip barmer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, also, I, I streamed, uh, when was it? it wasn't last week, the week before, I streamed Gears Tactics, which came on uh-huh. Games Pass, uh, just for something a bit different, looking for something. Mm-hmm. Uh, Game Pass is brilliant because it lets you just jump in and kind of try different things. Um, and this was good. It's a kind of... I'm told it, it compares to XCOM. I've never played XCOM, but it's it's very much XCOM. It does look, uh, it does look very XCOM. And the, I was terrible at XCOM. It's good. It's okay. Yeah, it's good. I mean, the problem is, I'm, I'm just, I'm not getting myself invested in the Gears of War, uh, lore. You know what I mean? It mm. doesn't really mean much to me. So it's, it's not got that that polish for me as it would someone else who's right into their Gears of War stuff. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it was, it was a fun game. Um, mm-hmm. past a couple hours. Um, I, I, I don't feel the necessarily a, a big need to go back to it and continue it. It was fun to stream for a wee bit, but I don't know if I would play on, um, just because there's so many games to play. Um, well, I've been streaming. I streamed Forza Four Horizon, Forza Horizon Four, I guess, <laughs> um, which has been great fun. I've done it a couple of times, and it's it's been a nice wee stream, uh, good chat with people, keep me company during that, and it's just nice to drive about and do different races and things. It's it's a stunning looking game. It is, mm-hmm. I. I, I I'm tempted to say it's the best looking game on the Xbox. It is absolutely beautiful. It is uh, gorgeous, gorgeous, and it feels right. If you, everything feels right, right. This, you know, this particular one we're watching just now, you're racing the Flying Scotsman, so it's got that kind of bonkers element to it as well. <laughs> um, That's so cool. 
it's really nice I, and I don't uh, think that, that that road would pass any health and safety test. <laughs> oh god no, god no. Um, and I'm I'm not a big car person. Uh, I'm not a, a petrol head as they say. So you know the the detail of the cars doesn't get to me. But I I just like playing the game. The game's fun to play and there's loads to do and it keeps wanting to bring you back to play more as well. So you know, I'm not a driving person, but watching you play the stream, I was kind of like, not bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's just I've said it on the stream. It's just the right balance for me between you know how it, a proper feeling driving a car and arcadiness. It's just right on the line for me. Um, probably more erring on the side of arcade than it is a sim, but it's still got a challenge to it as well. Good game, good game. I'll probably stream yeah. more of it. I think. Absolutely, I'll definitely tune into that. And then the Sunday Social. Uh, uh, this week was the golf club 2019 um, where I just played a couple of rounds of golf it was a lovely su- Sunday morning for me it was, it was nice and chilled mm-hmm. wasn't it? wasn't it, it was nice, really nice yeah. and it was great because um, I managed to get a game with a couple of friends of the podcast Dancing Toaster came on, he played and Jam- Jamesy42 was there as how well did that, how did that go Jamesy, how did that go <sighs> He did well. He did well. He played well. Uh, I mean, he, he doesn't play a lot of it. He's still new, and it is a brutal game. It's, it is relentless with the I swing. I would be hoaching at it. I'd be so bad. Oh, I. Oh, it's I'd so. It's so satisfying when you get it right, but it's that way. It doesn't always go right, and that's that's fine for me. And they announced today um, the new game, the PGA Tour Two K Twenty One, is a new game. So that's coming out, and it's got proper golfers in it this time and a lot more kind of, it's a bit more kind of Tiger Woodsy as Tiger Woods was um, and it's 2k that are doing it and then on Monday nights, Monday nights is going to be a wee regular thing for me for a while which is nice, uh, I streamed or started the stream of The Last of Us remastered yes, um, going to play through the whole game uh, again, I played through it when the remaster came out and I thought, in a wee run up to the part two coming out, it might be quite nice just to go through the whole game. So I think we'll manage it um, every Monday night, eight pm on this channel. We're going to play through the Last of Us. I'm yeah, just watching really the footage you've picked from talking about the Last of Us. You put it upside down, mate. I kind of scanned through my stream and I didn't want to show anything that wasn't, <laughs> wasn't going to spoil it. And so I was, I was a bit uh, like, this, this is fine. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> this I've been through many times. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, yeah, because you are playing on hard, aren't you? Pilly? I you went for hard. Pills, yeah. yeah, yeah, I hummed and hard, but I, I went for hard. When uh, Gary was on the stream and he was saying you can change it in it anyway, yeah. so you're doing not uh, bad. I must say, you're. you're... Do you know, I'm I'm happy with it as it mm-hmm. is. I'm, it's it's challenging enough, and it, but it's still moving along as well. It's which not, it's it needs not to a do. bad game in hard. But it's no um, Arkham City. <laughs> no, it's certainly not. <laughs> <laughs> certainly not. At least we talk about that a bit. <laughs> oh, yeah. So please watch me on Monday nights. Uh, play The Last of Us. Yep. If you've played it, great. Um, and if you've not, then be aware there will be spoilers for the game. But no spoilers for part two at all. Yeah, but great fun. Yeah. I, th- I think that's me. Okay. Uh, well, I've been playing wee bits. I'm going to sort of rattle through some of the games I've been playing. Um, we'll start off with uh, I've been playing Hitman. Uh, 2016. I did a wee bit of streaming on that, um, and yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's the episodic game for 2016. It was released in a number of different series, and it really does give you a lot of fun. It's been it's been bonkers. It is incredibly difficult, but the the sheer um, sort of scope 
of being able to change things, uh, the kind of various different ways you can complete your missions, um, the sort of fun and brutal and silly ways you can kill people are hilarious. And um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. As you can see, this is the this is in Thailand. This mission took place in a fancy hotel, and I had to kill a sort of real kind of douchebag rock star. And I managed to I managed to electrocute him with his fancy microphone, which was a really cool way to do it. <laughs> um, that was a lot of fun. Um, I also dusted off the P PlayStation VR. We we were talking about it not long ago about uh, as all sort of saying that we kind of felt that our, our PSVRs had been a wee bit neglected um, of late. So I, I, I managed to get a wee bit of blood and truth. I picked it up. It was my birthday a couple of months ago, and it was on sale around the time of my birthday. And I thought, oh, I'm just going to buy that. I'm going to get it. <laughs> and never played it. I hadn't played it at all. Um, so I got I got down to actually playing it, and, you know, it is brilliant. And, do you know, this gives me some hope. I had a bit of a concern that, Although the PSVR is going to be uh, compatible with PlayStation 5, I kind of thought, oh, the display is going to be terrible and it's not going to work. Do you know, actually, the Blood and Truth is one of the best-looking games in PSVR I've seen. It's not got... I mean, it's got a little bit of fuzziness around the edges, but it doesn't have the really blurry fuzziness that we've seen in a lot of other games, yeah. which gives me much more hope for the... Uh, for the display, and actually, I think that the, the actual display itself will last a lot longer. And of course, once the PS5 turns up with a lot more guts under the bonnet, it will will be able to. So, I actually, think that it, it's a little more future proof than I was originally concerned about. Well, that's good. That's good. Um, I died really a wee bit as well. I forgot to say. Um, yeah. I jumped in and did a wee bit of Rec Room and a, uh, another game. But um, yes, which I'm yeah. going to talk about in a moment. <laughs> so you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes, yes, it is, it is nice to dust it off a wee yeah. bit. Um, I, I played a little bit more uh, of Final Fantasy VII, uh, the remake, uh, but we've, we've kind of talked that to death. It is very good. It really is very good. Uh, the odd, very strange um, uh, textures aside, it, it looks <laughs> glorious. It plays really well. Um, I just, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I wasn't sure how much I'd like it. I am really enjoying it. I'm sort of taking it in bits and pieces. It's, it's not the kind of game that I could sit and play hundreds of hours off in, in one sitting. Um, but I'm playing it in little, little chunks of uh, maybe an hour or two at a time, and I'm just really liking it. I'm really nice. liking it. Nice. Um, and I also picked up the other day uh, Arizona Sunshine. Um, I was desperate for a VR zombie fix after watching Gary play in Saints <laughs> and Sinners, and um, and Arizona Sunshine was on um, on deal. I think it's on deal for a little while longer um, on the PS Store. I think you can get it for under a tenner. I think it's until the twentieth of May. Uh, that I, think, I, think right. I think you're right. You can get it, and it's and it's two DLC for basically. Um, I think it's nine eighty nine, and the, the DLC is what like two pounds or something. So the whole thing for about eleven pounds ish. Um, I've not played an awful lot of it. Me and Gavin Alaf had a shot of it on Horde mode. It's going to take a bit of getting used to. I'm not convinced my calibration was all all quite right. Things weren't quite working exactly how I wanted to. But when it did work, it was excellent. I was really enjoying it. I think the shooting's a lot of fun. Um, it seems to work really well. Um, and actually, I, I did start to feel a wee bit nauseous as the game went on, as, as I did, because I'm a wee bit out of practice with the VR. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
but I think it's a lot of fun, and we're definitely. I think the you guys have picked it up too, so I think we're going to have to we're going to have to have some uh, some some nearly men. We might have to have a stream, a big oh, uh, co op stream, maybe do some horde horde mode or mm-hmm. something. Uh, Paolo, you've played a little bit this year. Yeah, just the horde mode as well. I've held off the campaign just because I thought we might want to play it together. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so just a wee horde mode. I did exactly the same thing that I did in the Rift when I played my brother's Rift. I played this. Um, I thought that's quite nice. Got a wee comparison. Um, yeah, it's obviously not as sharp as a Rift, but it still still feels great. The dual wielding is great. I love that with the move controllers. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It really is a lot of fun. Um, it looks a wee bit more madcap and a bit more silly than yeah. Satan Sinners is. Um, yeah. But yeah, a lot of fun. A lot of nice. fun. Exciting. Uh, there's a few games. Uh, we, we're, time's rattling on, so we won't we won't go too far. But there's a few games we played together since the last episode. We we did a couple of uh, multiplayer streams. Yeah. Uh, we played on May the fourth on Star Wars Day. We played Star Wars Battlefront Two. Uh, that was the first time we'd all had a shot at that for a wee while. Um, any any I think quick it was Gary's first time completely. If I, if I remember rightly, it was your first mm-hmm. time ever. Uh, yeah, I don't think Blunt Boy played it at all. Yeah, no, yeah, it, it, it was my first time, and it was great. It was really smooth. It felt like I was in the film. It was. I really enjoyed it. It was good fun. It, it does, does look really, glorious. doesn't it? It's, it's mm-hmm. really nice. Still no, not really any better at it. I'm still awful at it, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot of fun. We had a great time. Uh, the, the chat was very funny that night. We had a lot of fun on that. Um, then uh, on uh, last Thursday, we played World War Z. World War Z. Um, which again, oh my goodness, that game's hard. Oh, wow. That game is hard. Yeah, yeah, we had good um, fun. I just realised the clip I've chose here is the clip that I fall. Oh, I'm just, just looking at it. Mad, mad hilarity. <laughs> um, where Paul made an absolute pig's ear off it, and uh, I, I just lo- I love when the the horde comes. I love it. It's it's really fun. It's just intense. Thousands like, of zombies. Oh, the sheer <laughs> number of zombies that come flying at you. It's insane. Absolutely insane, oh. and and although they're quite they're relatively easy to kill individually, the, the sheer oh. numbers of them oh, makes it man. such a challenge. And you see how quick they move as well. Oh, I mean, oh my goodness! That's <laughs> me getting that's head Paolo, that's Paolo made a big mess of it all. Um, talking oh, of making a mess of it all, I, I've been playing a lot. I know you guys have had a wee shot of it. I have become obsessed. Was stranded deep, and uh, my stream on Saturday night was an absolute disaster. I got to 45 days, got a bit cocky, I had all sorts of plans of what I was going to do, and then I went for a wee swim in a shipwreck and forgot that you oh, can't breathe underwater. It was per- tragic. Permadeath and my save went. It was tragic. I, I, I'm so glad I saw it live, though. I, th- I think if you, if you if I got a WhatsApp after it from you saying that, I'd have been gutted. I'm yeah. so glad I was there for that moment. It was genuinely heartbreaking. Genuinely heartbreaking. It's it's clipped. Um, it's on your channel, isn't it? It's, it's it is, under, yes. Colin underscore M. It's clipped. And my favourite part of the clip is when it happens is your wife's gasp. She gasps, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely gasped. Oh, it's glorious. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was absolutely horrific. Um, I am streaming more and more of this game, so we're not going to go too far in it. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, and I know loads of folk have, have been watching the stream, have picked up the game as well, and it really does seem to have struck a chord with people. Um, this, my same feelings are, it's a little bit rough around the edges. There's, there's bits that aren't quite working. It is still crashing from time to time. But I just love it. I just absolutely love it. Uh, Gary, you've not played an awful lot of it, have you? 
I think I'm still on day three. Day three. <laughs> day three. I just, like, I, I, my camp's kind of set up. I've got a water thing, which I didn't know how to work until I saw you do it. Uh-huh. And I've got a, a smoker, and I've got some other things. I've got lots of gyrocopter and aeroplane bits. Um, but I've not kind of gone back to it because I think I'm poisoned. No, <laughs> no. That's if you just never start it again, you'll live. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I survived. I survived everything. Certainly and don't don't go for a big deep swim and forget to breathe. No, no, no. no, no. How breathing works. There'll be an awful lot more of that. Keep an eye on uh, my Twitch channel, the Neil Men channel. I will be streaming more and more of this game. I'm just loving it too much. Um, Gary, why don't we hear what the what the what the listeners have been playing? Yeah, very quickly. Christopher Patrick says he's been expanding my gaming over to include more than just FIFA. <laughs> on the other main recommendations, the Golf Club 2019, Stranded Deep, Early Noir, and The Last of Us Remastered. So going for all the big games there. Yeah. Um, Gavin all, Little says, well, where do I start? I've been loving Stranded Deep on day 35. Oh, careful. And I have everything under control <laughs> and a way out. I'm keen to play more Predator Hunting Grounds at some point soon, but everything is going to be swept aside as, as soon as I get my PSVR. Big thanks from me. Not my bank balance to Gary Hogg in the nearly mainstream that convinced me to bite the bullet and get one. <laughs> I think we've backdropped that boy in the past right. two three I think we might have. Every game we've played, he's bought and then he went and got VR as well. And he's, and he's also a, a, a producer of the podcast and he's subbed to my channel as well. We've cost him a literal fortune. Mental. That's what happens um, when you get a good job. Ari Kama <laughs> commented saying, Snowrunner, it's awesome. That seems to be quite popular with PC yeah. players, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, Ari's streaming it as well, I know that. Oh. Uh, we, we we played Firewall Zero with Ari. He's from Finland, and ah, uh, cool. yeah, he's been streaming a lot of it. A lot of it. Maybe we'll In fact, there's a out. clip on the Neely Men channel of Ari like, holding his own against four guys in Firewall. James Simpson, Final Pain, Last of Us Remastered. I'm now at the point where I abandoned it in PS3, hoping to finish oh. it before Part 2. Also playing Astro Chain and Doom 3 on the Switch. Stay safe, guys. You too, Jamie. And Jamesy42, uh, first of all, congrats on getting the 100. Yay. And then he goes on to say, rather not talk about the Golf Club 2019 battering I took from Paul Kuczynski, but it was fun. Playing Wolfenstein 2, which is pretty full-on, but enjoyable, and Warzone. So that's what the, the, the listeners and viewers Excellent. Them there, uh, have been getting up to. Thank really? you so much, everyone, for getting in touch. If you want to get in touch with us, here's how to do it. We'd love to hear from you. Find us on Facebook as The Nearly Men, Twitter and Instagram, where we are at Nearly Men, or email info at thenearlymen.com. And thank you very much. So, uh, time's really marching on. Uh, we're going we're gonna to get to the chat in just a moment or two, but Paolo, why don't you take us through the new releases? Oh, I can do that, I can do that. Uh, let's have a look. Uh, 14th of May, we've got Arcade Archives Radical Radial on PS4 and Nintendo Switch. Bus Mechanic Simulator for PC. Iron Fury for PS4, Xbox One and Nintendo Switch. Colat for Nintendo Switch. Nimbatus, the Space Drone Constructor for PC, Mac and Linux. Oddworld Munch's Odyssey for Nintendo Switch. Signs of the Sojourner. PC, <laughs> Star Horizon on the Switch, Tiny Metal, Full Metal Rumble on the Switch, and Xenogion for PC. On the 15th of May, Cephas Protocol, or Cephas Protocol on PC, Shmup Collection on Nintendo Switch, Tabletop Playground for PC, 
Tales from Off Peak City Volume 1 on PC and Mac. And then on 19th of May, we're getting Dark Nights with Poe and Monroe on PC. Umurangi Generation for PC. I should have read these before I did it. <laughs> 20th of May is Cannibal Cuisine for Nintendo Ooh. Switch and PC. Total no. Tank Simulator for PC. On 21st of May, we're getting Derail Valley on PC. Ember for PC. Monster Prom, Nintendo Switch. Space Haven for PC. Starina for PC. The Persistence for PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch and PC. Time Lie for PC. 22nd of May is I, Dracula Genesis on PC. Maneater on PS4, Xbox One and PC. Monstrum for PS4, Xbox One and Nintendo Switch. And lastly, 25th of May, you're getting Rival Stars Horse Racing Desktop Edition for PC. <laughs> That's your lot. Uh, and then we've got a couple of extras as well, Paolo. Oh. Uh, we see we've got Tainted Grail, The Fall of Avalon. We've got oh. The Almost Gone. And on the 26th of May, we've got Dungeons 3 Complete Edition coming to PS4, Xbox One and PC. I forgot to turn the page. Wow. Mr. Kaczynski, half a job. <laughs> half a job. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Kaczynski. Yeah, loads, loads of games coming out. Uh, yeah, I'm quite interested by the Schmuck collection. Uh, I do oh. quite fancy the look of Man Eater. That looks Man Eater, yeah, I think that's top of the list on that for me. Uh, yeah, so Gary, do you want to give us a wee shout out? Let's hear what's been happening in yeah. the chat. So I've gone through and picked um, some of the best bits. Um, yep. So, in regards to Super Awesome Worlds, as that was playing, the the, 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 the chat was kind of having a wee discussion, and Mishmao says all of this resonates so loud, mm-hmm. uh, and Sherry Bobbins on says she speaks so well about it, um, just about the the, the issues she was um, speaking about in, our, in the interview you, you, that took place, uh, and I totally agree. Um, but then I don't have further chat, and they're talking about how Arcade helps so many uh, people and young people in the community. And then Bry2208 says, I miss getting to hang out with you all in person. And even when we never played games, just chatted and drank tea and coffee. Um, mm. And yeah, I think everyone's feeling that, especially it's been so long and it's just that face-to-face contact. But um, the fact we can do everything digitally, um, I think, is helping a little bit for, for quite a lot of people. Yeah, um, But it is nice to know that there's such a strong community out there and that will be there when the world goes back to the new normal. Yeah. Yep. Um, Daybreak1591 says there's always a gaming console on board ships as they consider it part of your rights as it's a good thing to do during the downtime. can be a very good thing to do together as a crew too, which I never do. That's very interesting. So thanks for sharing that information, Daybreak. Um, Moving on, um, Diet Punk, in regards to uh, Paul Kaczynski's nearly nugget unlock, says in all capital letters, (laughs) All ASMR all the time. <laughs> Jeez Louise. <laughs> and I think Dan Punk has enough money saved up. He might be able to make that happen. So <laughs> sensational. <laughs> don't know. Um, that's that's on, horrible. Uh, on our oh. solo nights, um, each of us has a special nearly men uh, nugget unlock for 3,000 nuggets. Um, Colin Little, he does the uh, his, his um, coveted pirate voice, which is trademarked. <laughs> Let me steal that. Um, I do... Uh, the uh, the, the whole best one. I will insult you personally the best one. <laughs> to your face. And Mr. Pogzinski does a beautiful and intimidating ASMR. So you can make him say something in ASMR. It comes along with a serial killer look down the camera as well, which no one asked for, but you get it. It's an added bonus. <laughs> <laughs> you see how lucky his wife really is. Um, so yeah, so you can you can activate those on our nights, but Diet Punk, he's he's loving the ASMR. 
Um, <laughs> Nat Pacino in regards to Jamesy. Oh, Miss Pacino. Playing the golfing game. Um, she says, he said he absolutely loved it, but was glad his mic wasn't on. He turned the air blue. <laughs> <laughs> I could almost hear him from where I was, to be honest. <laughs> and then we have one question tonight um, from Brother Hello? Jacob. He asks, um, do any of you lads play Overwatch? And if so, who is your favourite hero? Nope, not play it. I don't. I don't, and Paul doesn't. Gary, you've tinkered I with it. started playing Overwatch with Diet Punk, who's teaching mm-hmm. me the ways of the watch. Um, uh, we did <laughs> the kind of random heroes mode, and you, you just get to try out lots of different ones, so when you die, you respawn as someone new. So there's a few I liked in that. But the one, oh gosh, what's her name? This is, I've not played in a few weeks. She, um, she's, a, she's a bad hero. She's like for the bad guys. Um, and she, with one hand, she takes life, and with uh, she heals, and with one hand, she does damage. So she's kind of like a healer and um, damager. So I quite like her because she does both. Moira, thank you, Diet Punk. He'd be, I knew, I think he knew I'd forget. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's who I, who I've been focused on playing in, in Overwatch, but it's very fun. It's very friendly. It's, it's competitive without being toxic, I think, because it's just a timer and you just respawn until you, someone achieves the objective or the time runs out, um, cool. which makes it fun. You're always engaged in it. Um, but yeah, so so that answers that question. But that's it. Um, the chat's been bouncing tonight, and that's what goes from the highlights. So, well, thank you so much. And yeah, for everyone, it, it was actually quite difficult to keep up with the chat. So much going on, but uh, it's wonderful to see everyone having a talk. And so lovely to hear um, people uh, engaging with, with the interview with Amy as well. Yeah. Uh, that was brilliant. Uh, and a shout out to Mish Malley, who was in the chat, who said it resonates so quickly. Uh, I'm, I'm currently drinking out of my arcade mug that we got from the arcade uh, kickstarter it's a belter uh, i've been uh, much enjoying that so you kickstarted it you don't need that's advertising now they should that's be fine. paying you now. That's fine. That's fine. Listen, I've got, they're well down the thing. I've got Stranded Deep. They owe me a fortune. PSVR owe Gary a fortune. We're, we're influencers now. That's what we do. <laughs> yeah, right. I tell you what, this has been a mammoth episode of the podcast. I can't believe we'll be going for two hours. Uh, it's like it's like the old days, Paolo. It's like, like the, the old, old days. days when we didn't care. <laughs> we didn't care, we just rambled because no one was listening. Um, <laughs> so, so uh, first of all, thank you everybody for watching and for listening uh, and supporting the podcast. Your podcast this week has been brought to you by producers Colin NM, Paul Kaczynski, Jabrias, Josser1978, Diet Punk, Nat Pacino, Gavin Alath, Blunderboy87, Brother Jacob, Bry2208, and brand new producer, Mrs. Producer, Sherry Bobbins09. Mrs. Producer. Uh, Mrs. Producer. Mrs. Although she did subscribe halfway through the episode, so half of the episode has been produced by her. <laughs> Just this half, I. Just this half. Um, I'd like to say a massive, massive thank you to Amy Conway for, for coming on the show, talking to us about our brilliant show. I urge you all to go and check it out. Amy, Amy Conway's super awesome world. And remember, if at any point you're affected by any of the stuff that was talked about earlier on in the interview or, or in the show, uh, check out the Samaritans.org. Yeah. Um, the next episode of the podcast will be here live on Twitch at 8pm on the 28th. 
of May. Is that right? That's not right. It won't be the 28th of May. Oh, no, it will be. 28th of May. Um, <laughs> so be sure to check that seamless. We'll just edit, we'll just edit that out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, yeah, yeah. yeah, nobody's just watching edit, anyway, so you're ed- right. Edit that out. That's good. Uh, <laughs> Got away um, with that one. I'd just like to say thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thank you, Bloodboy87. Thank you, Gary Hawk. Oh, thank you for watching and listening. And, of course, thank you, Mr. Paul Kaczynski. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, Thank you, everybody else. Uh, we will see you all soon. Gary's going to be streaming on this channel tomorrow at 7 p.m. He's going to be doing some more Walking Dead uh, with Diet Punk. Um, you can check out the rest of our channels. I'm Colin NM. Uh, Gary's Blunderboy87. Paul is Paul Kaczynski, all one word. And don't forget to hit the follow button for the Nearly Men Twitch channel as well. Uh, with that, I think uh, all that's left to say is good night, everyone, and stay safe. <laughs>